the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Welcome to that show. Hasn't been funny in years on SNL Podcast. I'm your host, Nick DiGilio. I'm a podcaster, a comedy writer, and performer, graduate of Second City, and a Saturday Night Live expert and historian. And each week, we look at everything SNL. The best, the worst, the good, the bad, the classic, the forgotten. We'll talk about full seasons and full casts, behind-the-scenes stories, episodes, sketches, SNL's historical significance, and much, much more. Sometimes I'll have guests, sometimes I won't, but with every episode, I will always prove that that tired cliche of that show hasn't been funny in years is absolutely wrong. That's right, it's wrong. (laughs) And uh, today, we are going to concentrate on toilet humor. Yes, this is episode 12 of that show. And uh, it is titled that. Uh, it is it is titled Toilet Humor Part One, the bidet. Now, toilet humor has been a part of SNL um, basically since its beginning, but toilet humor uh, it got more blatant and more overt as the years went by. Uh, and toilet humor in television has become a major thing. Um, so, a brief little history about toilet humor and the uses of toilets in general. Uh, in television. Now, you know, when, when television was at its sort of peak in the 50s, when it first really busted open and became very popular, you couldn't do a lot of stuff on TV. You couldn't say that you were pregnant. You would have to say with child. Married couples at, at the height of into the 50s and into the 60s, all the way into the early 70s, married couples could not be in the same bed. Uh, you know, like Rob and Laura on the Dick Van Dyke show, they were in separate beds. Lucy and Ricky in separate beds. And it was just one of those deals where you couldn't acknowledge that there were pregnancies. You couldn't acknowledge that you were living, sleeping in the same bed. And in that regard, you definitely could not acknowledge what you did in the toilet. Now, listen, we all do it. We all go to the bathroom. Funny things have happened to us because of the things that happened in the bathroom. Farts are funny. Bodily functions humor has been with us since the beginning of time. Toilet humor, bodily function humor has been around since Shakespeare. And it's always something that you can laugh at. It's something that you can identify with. The human body and all its foibles and all the things that we do and all the functions that it has are inherently funny. And you can be, you know, you could, you could say, oh, well, that's lowbrow humor. Or you could say, I'm too intellectual for that. Whatever. But the point is, everybody knows that toilet humor can be funny. Everybody can identify with it. Everybody has done something in the bathroom that is, you know, uh, kind of embarrassing. And that part of uh, embarrassment is a core part of comedy in general. So at that time, as I was saying, you know, in the history of television, toilets were never even mentioned. Toilets were never shown. Uh, And again, as things started to loosen up a little bit and and, and married couples started to sleep in the same bed, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the Flintstones were the first married couple to be in the same bed. So that should tell you something right there. And that was in the, uh, in the sixties when that happened. And then it started to become more of a regular thing. The Brady bunch kind of broke that down. And yet the toilet thing was still taboo. Like even then you really couldn't do about it. I mean, you know, in the Brady bunch toilet humor, the bathroom consisted of the Brady kids fighting over who could get into the bathroom to comb their hair or brush their teeth. It was not about using the toilet. God forbid. It was not about the bodily function. It was not about any of that stuff. Whenever toilets or bathrooms were involved, it was always about let's get in there and, in, and fight about who can get in there and brush your teeth, but not go to the bathroom. Well, uh, in the history of toilet humor, it, it's kind of interesting because for a long time, like you couldn't even say toilet. You definitely couldn't show a bathroom. And the first show, and this is interesting, we're just going to do a very brief history of the use and, and the showing of toilets in, uh, in television. The very first show 
to break that boundary, to break the toilet boundary, believe it or not, is leave it to Beaver. Uh, and leave it to Beaver. This was in 1957. Leave it to Beaver, which is, uh, you know, the quintessential, wholesome, all-American good show. You know, like it, 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 you would never think that, you know, leave it to Beaver would break any kind of censorship or boundary uh, because it's just leave it to Beaver. But it did. And in 1957, leave it to Beaver became the first show to actually show a bathroom and to show a toilet on television. Yeah, that's right. Leave it to Beaver. The most wholesome, most sugary, most, you know, cavity prone causing television show of all time was the very first show to show a bathroom and a toilet. Uh, I have a clip here. This is uh, Jerry Mathers, who, of course, played the Beaver um, in an interview, uh, a 2014 interview on a Fox TV, uh, on a Fox News program, uh, talking about the history of uh, Leave it to Beaver and so on and so forth. And he explains that, in fact, Leave it to Beaver busted the toilet down. Busted the, I should say, busted the bathroom door down and, uh, and, and was responsible for showing the first bathroom slash toilet on TV. And here's uh, Jerry Mathers telling you about that historic moment. And as a matter of fact, did you know that our very first show was banned from the air? That's because Wally and the Beaver go out and buy uh, in the mail an alligator because their parents say they can't have a pet because they wouldn't be able to um, care for it. And so what did Wally and the Beaver do? We were going to put it in the toilet because we knew that uh, alligators needed water. At that time, you not only couldn't show a toilet, you couldn't even show a bathroom on television. It was uh, prohibited. And so they fought with the censors, and that was our very first show. And they said, well, they could show it in the back of the toilet tank. So that was some uh, way that Leave it to Beaver actually set some precedence uh, for the television industry. We were the first show to show a bathroom. Right. There you go. So there it is. For all of you people who think that Leave it to Beaver is incredibly wholesome, you can thank Leave it to Beaver for being the first show to show a toilet. And that opened up the door. Oh, everything got better after that. So uh, another brief, quick history uh, about the toilet, uh, you know, in the in, in the television world. Uh, nobody ever flushed a toilet like when toilets started to get mentioned or going to the bathroom started to get mentioned uh, in sitcoms or in dramas or anything like that. No one ever flushed the toilet. You would never, ever hear a toilet flushing. In fact, here's another little side note for you. The very first movie to show a toilet being flushed was Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. That was the very first movie. So everybody thinks, ooh, Psycho. Oh, yeah, it was very, very controversial because it had the shower scene and blood, and it was scary. And also it was controversial and unique in the fact that it killed off Janet Lee in the first half hour of the movie, so your lead actress gets murdered. And that was the first time anybody had ever really done that. And when you think of Psycho, you think of really scary things or maybe bloody things or breaking all kinds of boundaries in terms of suspense and terror. But in fact, Psycho was the very first movie to show a flushing toilet. So that's that. There you go. So it took that long, actually. Uh, this was 1960s uh, for for Psycho to be the very first movie to show a toilet being flushed in a movie. So in 1971, All in the Family became the very first show to use the toilet sound effect. No one had ever heard a toilet being flushed ever on television. It didn't happen until 1971, and obviously, All in the Family broke all kinds of taboos and. And, and all kinds of rules, um, and became the first American sitcom, family sitcom, that dealt with real issues, real politics, real culture, uh, things that were really happening in the world. Up until then, a family sitcom was like the Brady Bunch and Leave it to Beaver or any of these things where everything was like, oh, you did badly on a test, or oh my God, I burnt the roast. Those were the kind of things that sitcom, family sitcoms were about, and obviously Norman Lear busted that whole thing open. And on top of taking on racial issues and you know, political issues and things of that nature on All in the Family, All in the Family was the first show to actually have the sound of a toilet flushing. And no one had ever heard that before on TV. You never heard a toilet being flushed on television ever before All in the Family. And here it is. And listen, to, first of all, when you hear this, the joke is not very funny. The sound effect now is innocuous because it's a toilet being flushed. But listen to the studio audience lose their minds when it happens. This is from 1971. This is the uh, episode where Mike and Gloria get married. Um, it's the episode where they, they go back to their wedding. And, uh, and, and Edith is at the piano playing the, you know, the, the Here Comes the Bride theme, waiting for Gloria to come downstairs. They're both upstairs. But as we find out, of course, Archie is in the bathroom. 
And this is the very first time a toilet flushing sound effect is used on television ever. And listen to how crazy the audience goes when they hear a toilet flush for the first time on television. You hear how long they had to hold for that laugh. So there it was. There was the toilet flush. I'm waiting for dad. And that's off camera. They're not even in the toilet. They're in the living room. And the toilet sound effect is coming from upstairs. And that was the first time they ever played it. And the audience went nuts. And they had to hold for that laughter. And it became, like, newsworthy. They were talking about it in newspapers. They were talking about it on TV shows. Like, oh, my God, we just heard a toilet flush. Well... Obviously, uh, you know, since then, <laughs> the rules about using toilet humor and, you know, using a, using a bathroom, they're all out the window. It got to the point where, like, every episode of Married with Children uh, had it. Allie McBeal became the first uh, show to actually stage tons of scenes in a unisex bathroom uh, where all kinds of things happened. So bathroom humor became a part of culture and, uh, and slowly uh, seeped into everything everywhere. Um, and, uh, and it also, you know, got in there on Saturday Night Live. So Saturday Night Live's little history with, uh, toilet humor. Um, this is the first time I remember them really making a good bodily function toilet joke. This is from, um, the, uh, an episode from 1979, uh, where there's a big superhero party. They're having a party with a bunch of superheroes. And this was in March of 1979, um, where uh, the, there's a party that uh, Lois Lane is throwing uh, and Superman are throwing. And the Flash shows up and the Hulk shows up and all these superheroes show up. The Thing, this was in 1979, so you got your Dan Aykroyd and you got your Bill Murray uh, and your host was Margot Kidder who was playing uh, Lois Lane. And this was a big, a very popular sketch, a very long sketch. This thing ran 10 minutes. This sketch ran for 10 minutes, which is kind of unprecedented because most sketches don't go over five. If they do, that's kind of lengthy. This thing went 10 minutes. And back in those days, you know, this was March 17th, 1979. It was season four, episode 15, if you're looking for it. Season four, episode 15. And it is the, uh, it, it's the big superhero party. And at one point, they're waiting for the bathroom. So the Flash is waiting for the bathroom. A couple of other people and a couple of other superheroes are waiting for the bathroom. But the Hulk is inside there. And the Incredible Hulk is played by John Belushi. The Flash is played by Dan Aykroyd. And this is one of the first times I remember... Uh, watching Saturday Night Live, and the first time anybody ever acknowledged that sometimes the bathroom stinks when someone else uses it. And, uh, and, and obviously, the correct choice of stinking up a bathroom would be the Incredible Hulk, of course, and the correct choice to play the Incredible Hulk, who stinks up the bathroom, would be Belushi. But this was one of the very first times, I think the very first time I remember doing like a, ooh, shit smells bad piece of toilet humor, blatant, smelly poop toilet humor joke on SNL. March 17th, 1979, at the Superhero Party. You can't get art like that. I mean, you, you have to either rent it or buy it out. Hey, Hulk. Hulk, come on. You got a lot of people standing out here in line. Come on. All right, all right. Take it easy. Whoa, whoa. Come on. Whoa. And again, listen to the crowd go nuts because acknowledging that someone will stink up a bathroom by taking a crap in there before you was something that you didn't see on television. And again, you know, uh, this is, you know, again, this is season four of SNL and this is when they were taking chances every week and they were, you know, they were the bad boys of comedy at that point. And it was late night, so you could get away with more risky stuff like that. But that, to me, was the very first time I remember somebody acknowledging on television that, yeah, when you walk into a bathroom after somebody uses it uh, and their shit stinks, it's bad. And so that joke was used. And that was the very first time I remember it. Now, that, of course, would not be the first time that they would do toilet humor. And I, I mean, just scratching the surface for toilet humor. 
Um, uh, in, in fact, toilet, toilet commercials seem to be the most popular thing. Now, there have been other toilet-related or bodily function uh, sketches on Saturday Night Live. I mean, the, one of the first ones that comes to mind was Kevin Hart hosted back in 2017. In fact, it was December, 7, or December 16, 2017, and it was season 43, episode 9, and Kevin Hart was your host. And it wasn't a particularly strong episode because Kevin Hart was on it. But uh, there was a conference call that they had. It was an office comedy uh, sketch where they're in a conference room, a whole bunch of people in the office, and he gets a phone call and, uh, on the cell phone and is explaining to everyone you know, trying to make up an excuse that he's got like, these horrible, horrible things are happening in his family. But in fact, he really has to go to the bathroom. He has to take a crap. And the whole sketch is about him sweating and crossing his legs and being in pain and trying to get out of this office call by pretending that there's some sort of, you know, horrible thing happening in his family. And I remember that, and it was all about avoiding letting people know that I really got to go to the bathroom. And that's what the whole sketch was about. And so that one was one, that fir- one of the first ones that popped into my mind because the entire sketch was about a guy who had to go to the bathroom. That was what the entire sketch was about. And there have been other sketches that involve using the bathroom and things like that through the history of SNL and the modern times of SNL. But they particularly love, SNL particularly loves commercial parodies that involve crapping or commercial parodies that involve toilets. And there are so many of them. Let me just fly through some of these. Just more recently, Woody Harrelson hosted on February 25th, 2023, season 48, um, episode 13. And they did a, uh, a parody of a Cologuard commercial for, uh, you know, to do the at-home testing where you give a stool sample and you mail it in and you, you, know, you, and you can get your colon tested for colon cancer and, and things like that. And uh, the box, you know, the Cologuard box speaks and says, hey, you can use me, blah, blah, blah. And the sketch itself, it's a, it's, a par- it's a commercial parody, complete commercial parody, where the Kohler Guard box starts harassing Woody Harrelson to take a dump inside the box. And this Kohler Guard box is kinky and wants him to crap in him. And the whole joke is that it's a kinky Kohler Guard box who gets very, very sexual and very, very weird on Woody Harrelson's porch to force him to take a crap inside the box. And that was just a month ago. And it was an entire commercial parody. And the, the overwhelming amount of toilet humor in SNL has almost exclusively been uh, with commercial parodies. And I'll give you a few more. There's Oops, I Crapped My Pants, which is, uh, you know, like a, a, a satire, a parody of Depends, undergarment kind of things. But they're called Oops, I Crapped My Pants, um, where they pour the pitcher of iced tea to show you how much uh, bodily fluid and, 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 and garbage and crap that you can throw inside this adult diaper. So there's Oops, I Crapped my, crap my Pants, which is a famous one. There were two toilet commercials that Benedict Cumberbatch did. So here's like, you know, a, a, a well-respected, very popular actor nominated for Oscars uh, and, and is best known for the two toilet commercials that he did from Kohler. So the parody was The Cool Toilet and then The Reclining Toilet. And Benedict Cumberbatch played this guy with sunglasses on. And uh, the first one was a parody of the 1984 um, uh, Apple commercial that uh, Ridley Scott directed, where um, everybody is forced to think that there's only one correct way to sit on a toilet and it's uncomfortable. And, you know, uh, it's very 1984 George Elwell like where everybody is, is whipped into submission that they must use the toilet this way. And then Benedict Cumberbatch comes in with sunglasses on being really cool that you can sit backwards on a toilet or you can recline on a toilet. And they did two separate commercials, two different times that Benedict Cumberbatch was on. The cool toilet from Kohler and the reclining toilet where one of the toilets could recline. Uh, then there is the toilet death ejector with John, uh, John Mulaney, uh, was your host. And that was the, the entire commercial was about ordering the, uh, the toilet death ejector, which was an ejector that you could put on the toilet seat so that if you feel like you're going to die, you won't be found on the toilet. So the, so the idea was that if you're old and you're sick and you feel like you're going to die, you can press a button and instead of you know, being embarrassed and, and it being horrifying to find a dead body on a toilet, you can be ejected from your toilet back into bed. So that was the whole joke. And John Mulaney was the spokesman for the toilet death ejector, uh, which uh, I actually think it's a very funny a very funny bit, and the idea is, oh, my God, it's so horrifying and humiliating to be found dead on a toilet. Here's an ejector seat that when you're dying, you can fly back into, the, into bed. Then there's the Aero Toilet with Kate McKinnon and Oster Isaac. There is the, um, the Undercover Office Potty, 
uh, with Beck Bennett, who uh, instead of leaving his office, he's got deadlines. Uh, there is a there are, are some office furniture that you can use just to crap in. So it's like a lamp, but really it's a toilet. And it and the voiceover tells you go ahead and use it. And then of course you know like uh, Chris Re- Chris Red and and Kyle Mooney come in and they discover that Beck Bennett has been crapping in different parts of his office and it stinks up the office and so on and so forth. But the undercover office potty is another one. The Darnet disposable toilets. Uh, with Will Ferrell, which is a blow-up toilet where you sit on an inflatable toilet, and if you use it, you can throw it out. There's that. There's the Infinity, the Infinity Toilet Cup Holder with Mike Myers, and Infinity, uh, you know, the Infinity uh, Car Company has decided that they're going to design toilets, and they've got cup holders, and Mike Myers was the guest on that. Um, and then there is my, one of my favorites is the Love Toilet. Um, which aired, I believe, in 1990. It was 1990. And it was Kevin Nealon and Victoria Jackson. And, and uh, it's, the, it's the toilet. There are two toilets that are connected, like a love seat, except it's a toilet so that you guys can be together and hold hands while you're taking a crap together. You share the most intimate moments together. You want to be together all the time. Why not be together on the toilet? So here is the love toilet. So those are just some of the commercials. And, of course, commercials that involve... Uh, going to the bathroom, one of the most famous commercials of all time, and one of the most classic is a is a is a is a commercial for cereal, Colon Blow, which of course is uh, Phil Hartman, uh, and it's about how much you know how much fiber you get and how much uh, crap you will t- how much crapping you will do when you have Colon Blow. Christopher Walken was the host, Bonnie Raitt was the guest, uh, was the musical guest, and that was January twentieth, nineteen ninety, season fifteen, episode eleven colon blow. Now, it wasn't specifically about toilets, but it was about going to the bathroom. And going to the bathroom has, again, been a thing that has been very, very popular. And, uh, and a lot of toilet humor has come out of those things. And we've moved from toilets now into the modern world. Starting in around 10, uh, 2010, the bidet started to sneak into the world of SNL. Now, SNL has been doing, you know, toilet humor since that moment where the Hulk left a stinking bathroom for the Flash to walk into in 1979. And, and, you know, all the way through all the commercials, the reclining toilet, the love toilet, oops, I crap my pants, colon blow, the toilet humor and the toilets have all been a part of it. But the bidet, the fantastic bidet, which many of us in America don't have, some of us have them, I don't, I, I love a bidet though. Um, and, and, you know, this is a thing that, uh, that mostly happens overseas, that if you go overseas, you'll find more bidets over there. Um, but the bidet snuck into uh, the world of toilet humor on SNL, specifically uh, in a sketch from March 6, 2010. But before we get to that sketch, which involves Zach Galifianakis, Kristen Wiig, and Andy Samberg, and it's called the bidet sketch. It's called the bidet, which I think is one of the best sketches ever one of my favorite sketches and one of the weirdest sketches and i will go into why i love that sketch and break it down for you and we'll hear the whole sketch i'm going to play the whole sketch for you uh but before we do that i want to jump back uh in time but after 2010 to michael che talking about using a bidet so this is from december 8th 2018 that would be season 44 uh, episode eight. And by the way, when I when I tell you the seasons and the episodes and stuff like that, check them out online. Most specifically, Peacock, because at Peacock.com, if you subscribe to Peacock, they've got uh, almost every episode of Saturday Night Live, almost every season, or actually every season, and uh, pretty much almost every episode, whether the whole episode or edited down. But you can have access to to every episode that I talk about on this podcast if you go to podcast or if you go to uh, uh, to Peacock. Uh, and again, this episode that I'm talking about, Michael Che talking about bidets on Weekend Update, is from Season 44, Episode 8, December 8, 2018. Um, and this is very, it's, it's very, very, it's very, very strange because Michael Che actually did use a bidet for the first time and loved it. And the news story that they were talking about was that Tushy, which is an actual bidet company, um, had their ads banned from the New York City subways. And so Michael Che decided that he was going to do uh, an update feature on it. Uh, and the weird thing about this is this is Michael, Michael Che talking about, um, you know, using a bidet. And the weird thing was 14 years earlier, Martin Lawrence got into a lot of trouble for talking about uh, douching. 
for talking about women douching. He got into huge trouble for a sketch or for his monologue and in fact was banned. Well, he he did a lot of things during that monologue that got him banned. But one of the huge things and one of the big red flags was that he talked about douching and he talked about women douching. Uh, And this was something that uh, Lauren wasn't happy about and that the censors were not happy about. Um, And that whole thing, you know, like uh, on the West Coast, a lot of people didn't get to see it. Uh, on the West Coast, when it got shown, they cut it out. But he did. He got into trouble because of douching. And yet, 14 years later, Michael Che can talk about, <laughs> can talk in detail about bidets and using a bidet and how much he loves them. Now, the weird thing about both of these bidet things um, is that here's the thing: that one of the reasons why I'm talking about this is because the cultural impact that Saturday Night Live has is huge. Um, the the impact that it makes. Uh, in in the world, just in terms of like catchphrases that catch on in the vernacular that become part of the zeitgeist, it changes the way that people look at comedy. It changes the way that people do comedy. It also changes uh, things in terms of what people are buying. So something will be purchased because of Saturday Night Live. Uh, you know, a, a, an item that was mentioned on Saturday Night Live will 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 suddenly be sold more uh, online or at stores. Or, or something will trend. So after Michael Che did this entire ske- this entire speech, this segment for Weekend Update, which I'm about to play, um, conversations began online about bidets. Uh, it started trending hugely, and in fact, bidet numbers in terms of sales skyrocketed. So Tushy, which was the biggest brand, their sales their sales completely skyrocketed. And I will read some of the actual um, uh, social media conversations and tweets and, and, you know, and threads that were happening and how huge bidets began trending, both sketches that I'm going to talk about. So Saturday Night Live does have a huge effect in terms of the culture and in terms of people buying things. Sales of bidets went through the roof, and suddenly bidets became <laughs> trending, a, a hugely trending topic after Michael Che did this. So this the whole setup is here. Again, this is from December 8, 2018, season 44, episode 8. It's a piece in Weekend Update, and this is all Michael Che, and this is hilarious. And this is the second time that bidets became a, a target on SNL and a hugely funny, funny segment on SNL. So here's Michael Che. New York City subway officials have rejected an ad from the company Tushy, which sells modern bidets, saying the ads did not meet their decency standards on the subway. For more on this is, wait a second, Michael Che? <laughs> What's up, Wait, Michael, wait. What, what are you doing? An update feature. Wow. So this is SNL. <laughs> wait, Che, I told you this is a bad idea. Thanks, Colin. So I think <laughs> I think these subway ads are great. People need to know about bidets. I just got one and it's changed my life. It's glorious. Food tastes better. I can jump higher. I want children now. I'm a better person. You know, the first time I used it, I cried. And not because I was emotional, because the water went so far up, it came up my eyes. Dude. I know, I must have set the pressure too high, man. That thing sprayed me like it was trying to remove graffiti. (laughs) No one wants to hear about this. Shut up, Colin, you white guy. It's it's better when Leslie does it. Look, this bidet is a game changer. Gone are the days of me, penguin walking to the sink with my pants around my ankles just to wet some tissue like a fool. You know, they make wipes. Baby wipes? First of all, that's terrible for the environment, and you should be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) Not to mention, baby wipes just don't work as well. Using baby wipes is like eating chicken wings with a fork and a knife. But my bidet? Oh, man, that's like putting the whole drumstick in your mouth and pulling out a clean bowl. (laughs) I'm whistling. (laughs) That's way too descriptive. Now, can you please, do you think these ads for bidets should be allowed on the subway? I think they should only be on the subway. You know how miserable the subway is? That's where people need a little splash of hope the most. (laughs) Besides, what better metaphor for a bidet than a whooshing train zipping through a dirty tunnel? (laughs) 
Did you need an entire feature for this? Maybe. Are you done? No. You know, sometimes I put on a propeller hat and then turn on the bidet and then try to make it spin on the top. Michael Che, everyone. We get up there. I'm Colin Jones. I'm Michael Che. Good night. So there it is. Uh, and uh, a very funny bit uh, that Che wrote and based on the fact that he got a bidet and he loved it. And that was a real news story. Tushy's ads were, in fact, banned from the subway. Uh, after that aired, sales for bidets skyrocketed. Um, Tushy being the biggest brand. that, day. But Toto brand, Cascade, Bio Bidet, Lux, and Brondell, all the sales went up. And here is an example of the, of the impact that SNL has. Not only did bidet sales go up in America... And you can get them. You can attach them to your toilet. You can attach them to your toilet seat. You can get them. And people started to after Michael Che uh, did this on Weekend Update. This is a real thread. These are some real comments and real threads that happened based on Michael Che's, <laughs> Michael Che's actual, what you just heard on Weekend Update. These are just uh, random tweets and threads on, on social media of people chatting. Uh, I don't have one, but I do wash off in the tub afterwards. TP just isn't enough for me. Squincher said, while not exactly the point, I ran a garden hose through my window during the TP shortage last year, but I would not recommend it. Uh, When I build my house this spring, uh, I will be installing them. Having kids was a real eye-opener. Even trying to wipe your kids with toilet paper uh, with a dry tissue is horrible. For now, baby wipes will have to do, but after this, I am going to get a bidet. I, uh, I, here's what another, another person said. Garlic salt said, I have had them, and once you do use them, uh, you'll never go back. Um, uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Here's another one that says, uh, Tushy, yes, the best. After warm water for the master, we also get cold and normal ones for downstairs. They work well, so they use warm water upstairs. Another one says, yes, I've got one, and they're great. Um, I installed the $38 Lux Bidet Neon 120 in my office bathroom, and it blew me away, literally. I guess we have high water pressure. Lowest uh, turn of the knob is way too much pressure. Turned to the jet cleaning knob about halfway, and the bidet pressure went down to an acceptable level. Left it like that, except when my buds first wanted to use it. Um, So the asshole in me came out, and I turned off the jet cleaning knob because I couldn't resist. Uh, there's another person that says, uh, they are awesome. We have Toto, um, and it best, it best works with Toto toilets. And then finally, if you travel overseas much, they wonder why you don't have them standard in America. We want bidets, just like Michael Che said. So those are actual, those are actual comments. Those are actual threads. Those are actual tweets because bidets began trending because of SNL. And this is not, that was not the first time that the bidet became a huge thing on SNL. We are going to go back to the classic sketch from March 6, 2010, episode 35. uh, I'm sorry, season 35, episode 16. Zach Galifianakis was your host. It was the very first time he hosted the show. Uh, There were a lot of great things on that show. Uh, His monologue was fantastic. He played piano and sang on it. There was the Volacheks, you know, the family that kissed each other in, you know, inappropriately. Uh, at a funeral where they're tonguing each other and they kiss the corpse and stuff like that. There was the, uh, the, pre, the pre-filmed uh, bit with Zach dropping by sets. He stops by the Nightly News. He stops by the Today Show. He stops by Showtime at, at the Apollo and Dr. Oz and 30 Rock and Law and Order. There, then there was another on that episode. Uh, there was a What's Up With That that they did with Paul Rudd and Frank Rich. And Zach Galifianakis came out as an appendectious flutist. Uh, during another incredible bit of uh, what's up with that. Uh, also, uh, there were other bits on that on that on that show that uh, uh, that included you know other great things. But the big thing on that show was um, that he shaved off his beard during the last part. So during the twelve fifty sketch, uh, Galifianakis only had a mustache. So he literally shaved off his beard during a commercial break. And then came out without the beard. And people were like, oh, my God, did he have a fake beard on the whole time? No. And, of course, obviously, one of the trademarks of Zach Galifianakis is his beard. And he shaved it off. And you can actually see footage of that. 
uh, behind-the-scenes stuff and pictures posted from that, from that night when he actually shaved off his beard so that he had no beard, he had a mustache for one scene, and then no facial hair at all for the good nights at the end. So that is also, you know, a noteworthy thing about this episode is that Galifianakis actually shaved off his damn beard during the show, shocking the audience and, in fact, the people on staff as well. But the funniest thing on that, on that night, the funniest thing of this, this entire th- thing, the entire episode, Zach Galifianakis, first of three times hosting, was the bidet sketch. And I'm going to play the entire thing and then talk about why it's brilliant and why it's genius and w- what kind of effect it had <laughs> uh, on the Internet, what kind of effect it had, you know, in general. And uh, I have some of, the, some of the reviews and thoughts of the sketch. Um, I love this sketch. Essentially, it, the setup is, it's not very visual, which is why I can play the whole thing and you'll still understand what's happening. And, and uh, Chris, Zach Galvanakis and Kristen Wiig play a couple who are checking into a very, very expensive, very high-class hotel uh, with great amenities and including in the hotel is a bidet in the bathroom. And they are sort of fancily dressed and they look like, you know, they look like sort of wealthy people, Um and so they're a couple, and they begin asking questions of the bellhop, played by uh, Andy Sandberg. And Andy Sandberg is the bellhop who is giving them a tour of the big hotel suite that they have in this big fancy hotel. And they're in the bathroom, and, uh, and basically that's the setup. And this couple somehow becomes completely fixated and begins asking questions about anything to do with the bidet. And this is called... Bidet. That's the name of the sketch. It's one of my favorite sketches. Uh, oddly, this was this was a, this was very early in the show. This is not a twelve fifty sketch. It feels like a twelve fifty sketch, but it's not. This was early, and I love this sketch. And I'll tell you why I love it and why I think it works so well. But here it is. This is the entire sketch. And again, you really don't have to see it. Kristen Wiig, Zach Galifianakis, Andy Samberg, bidet. And the bathrooms in each of our executive suites come with a whirlpool tub, radiant heating, and a rainfall showerhead. Hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. And if you'll follow me, I can show you the master bedroom. And the bidet comes standard? Uh, yes, you'll find a bidet in all our executive suites. Uh-huh. And uh, there's no additional charge for using the uh, bidet? No... No per-use fee or debit system? No, ma'am. Use of the bidet is complimentary. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Good, Very good. nice. Good, good to know. Good, okay, good. Good. Would you like to see the master bedroom? And uh, the bidet, is it in good working order, the, uh, the bidet? I believe so, yes. And there's a, a sturdiness to it? <laughs> the bidet? It can accommodate a fairly heavy carriage? I think it's a very standard bidet. Hmm. I, see. Good, good, good. I see. I see. And the water pressure? Oh, yes. And the water pressure <laughs> in the bidet? Should it prove insufficient? Is there a, an adjustment that could be made to possibly increase the pressure substantially? I don't think so, no. Hmm. I see. Our sheets in the bedroom boast a 600 thread count. And the bidet? (laughs) Should it break? Is there a bidet repairman on site? If there's any problem with the bathroom... It would be the bidet. With the bidets, what we're talking about. We would just call a plumber. And uh, this plumber, he can handle even the most extreme bidet problems? He's a very competent plumber. And should the bidet be damaged beyond repair. (laughs) How soon would you be able to replace it with a new bidet? I really don't know the answer to that. Mm, That's worrisome. worrisome. Mm. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like to hear that. And should we have uh, an unexpected overnight guest? Do you offer a roll-away bidet? (laughs) I don't believe that exists. Huh, 2010, you would think. We draw some plans. And are there any hidden cameras in the bathroom that might record whatever's taking place in or around the bidet? Perhaps a toilet cam? No, there are no cameras anywhere in the bathroom. Hmm. Oh, that's a shame. That's too bad. 
hospital. That would be... St. George Medical Center. It's about three miles east of the hotel. And their ambulances? They have bidets? <laughs> or would there be a gap between the hotel and the hospital, bidet-wise? I doubt the ambulances have bidets. I also doubt the hospital has a bidet. And with the doctors at the hospital, there's an understood confidentiality, correct? They're seasoned professionals. They've seen it all, so to speak. They've had their gag reflexes removed, haven't they? Okay, you know what? I'm gonna just leave you two alone. Oh, wait, 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 wait. But before you go, let us give you a little something for your trouble. Uh, why is this wet? I'm not going to lie to you. It involves a bidet. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sketch, that sketch kills me. Um, so they, by the way, in four minutes, they say bidet 26 times, uh, just in case you were wondering. Uh, and that sketch uh, was part of the episode from March 6, 2010. That would be season 35, episode 16, Vampire Weekend would be your uh, musical guest uh, during that uh, during that episode. And that episode, as I mentioned, uh, as I briefly ran down there, very, very solid episode, a lot of funny stuff, including, you know, Zach shaving off his beard. But that sketch, by the way, was written by John Mulaney, John Solomon, um, of course, uh, John Solomon, who wrote a lot of Will Forte's craziest shit, including the potato chip sketch, um, co-wrote that. And Seth Meyers gave it the okay and also did a brush on it. Um, it was originally written the season before for a Will Ferrell episode. So that, that Zach Galifianakis character would have been played uh, in the season before by Will Ferrell. Um, and I don't know if it would have been as funny. I got to say, I don't think it would have been as funny if it was Will Ferrell and not Zach Galifianakis. Because Zach Galifianakis' delivery, it was so subtle in his facial. You can't see them, but his facial you know, expressions and, and him with Kristen Wiig. I'm sure it would have been funny with Will Ferrell because it's a funny idea. It's a funny sketch. And the, the, you know, the structure of the sketch is that let's repeat bidet enough so that it's, you know, it's ridiculous. And let's make each question about the bidet become more absurd. So, it, I mean, it could have worked either way. But I actually think that Will Ferrell, I, th- I still think, again, I still think it would have been hilarious because the sketch itself on paper is very funny. But I really think that Zach Galifianakis is the better choice. Um, and it ended up in the show in this specific episode because the famous lobster diner sketch got bumped. It got turned down. Seth Meyers was head writer at the time, and John Mulaney wrote this sketch where they order a lobster in a diner, and then it turns into a musical takeoff of Les Mis, and it becomes this huge Broadway musical about a lobster in a diner. Now, you've seen the sketch. It became It, it, it did air... Uh, sometime later. And now it has gone into history as like one of the best sketches that John Mulaney has ever written. And every time John Mulaney comes back, they do another sort of parody of big Broadway musicals based on absurd, you know, ideas, um, you know, like subways and things like that. But the lobster sketch, the infamous lobster diner sketch got bumped that night on March 6, 2010 for the bidet sketch. One of the reasons, that, there are many reasons why I think the sketch works. As I mentioned, it is a building of absurdity, uh, which is, a, you know, a, the classic structure of many sketches and many uh, filmed videos and bits in Saturday Night Live. I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole uh, uh, structure of everything that Please Don't Destroy does. Every, every single video that the Please Don't Destroy guys do, which are guys I don't think are funny at all, but every single one of them is, let's build into the point where it's absurdity, to the point where now it's predictable. Every single one of their things is predictable. So there's a great build in absurdity. There is the repeating of the word bidet, which again, like the repeating of potato chip in the potato chip sketch, every time you say it more, it gets funnier. And, 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 and it gets funnier. And the, the, real thing, the real great thing here is a couple of things. Everybody who is in this sketch is known for their over-the-top comedy. Kristen Wiig is known for her over-the-top characters with their crazy mannerisms or their weird voices or their weird tics or, their, or her really over-the-top facial expressions. Uh, Zach Galifianakis is known for being very, very strange and over-the-top and very yelly, and he does a lot of songs and things like that. 
And Andy Samberg is known for doing the crazy over-the-top stuff, you know, in the um, Lonely Island videos and the characters that he plays. All three of them play it insanely straight, especially Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg very, very rarely plays um, a straight guy. And by the way, that was like the only appearance he made on that entire episode, which is really strange. Andy Samberg is not on that episode except for that sketch and one other brief thing. So if you're looking at, you know, you're looking at this episode specifically, Andy Samberg's only big moment is being an incredible straight man in the uh, bidet comedy sketch, which you don't find very often. Again, Andy Samberg never played the straight man very, 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 very rarely. And he did it brilliantly. And that's another reason why, because everybody is very subdued and they play it straight and they let the idea of this bidet, you know, repetition and the absurdity of the questions carry it. Um, So three actors who are known for playing over the top mugging type characters play it really low key uh, and and Andy Samberg, who is just very strange to, to cast as the bellboy straight man, doing it well. Um, and again, in four minutes, they say bidet twenty six times, and and it's and it is one of the funny and and I love absurd comedy. I love crazy, you know, goofy stuff that doesn't make any sense. What these people are going to do with this bidet? <laughs> why it's going to require you know a, a, a bidet repairman? Why it's going to require you know doctors that have their gag reflexes removed? And why they desperately need a bidet to get from the hotel to the hospital? All of that stuff is left up in the air because it's absurd and it's brilliant. I think it's a brilliant, brilliant sketch. Now, again, as I mentioned and as I read earlier, after Michael Che did his bidet segment on the Weekend Update uh, desk. Sales for bidets skyrocketed and bidets started uh, trending. Same thing happened back in 2010. In fact, Bidet King, which is a website and uh, a bidet uh, dealer where you can buy bidets, they said, Zach Galifianakis, they posted this on their website, and then it opened up a whole conversation. BidetKing.com said on March 10, 2010, this is four days after the sketch, Zach Galifianakis guest starred in a hilarious new episode of Saturday Night Live this past weekend. And he had a great performance, second only to our old friend, The Bidet. Zach Galifianakis guest starred, and uh, The Bidet, shown in the clip, and they have a clip attached to it, is the classic French-style vertical spray bidet. So they're actually giving you the rundown on what bidet is, I mean, very briefly shown in the sketch. The water stream is normally directed vertically, although it can go horizontally, which requires the user to squat over the bidet. They're antiquated and don't offer the multitude of features that the electronic toilet seat bidets provide, but they are still great conversation pieces. And then they have the clip attached. So here is Bidet King telling you exactly what kind of bidet, the model number, the type of bidet it is. And again, people read this and started to buy this bidet. And then... All kinds of threads opened up. That SNL sketch from last night interested me into asking whether anyone's home has a bathroom equipped with a bidet. Whose idea or urging was it to have it installed? Was it the male or female member of the house? Did it come with the house when you moved in? How about a urinal in your bathroom? There are a lot of questions I have about this. (laughs) Then it says, I do know someone with a four-foot-tall urinal. They use it all the time, and it had to have extra construction to put it in. Um, and, uh, it's a four foot, it's a, it's a four foot urinal. Um, I tried to use one in France a a few years ago and it did not work out well. I found, I, I was, I began pissing all over myself. Uh, it's not culturally enlightening and I don't like the process. I use Charmin. These are actual threads that came out literally hours after the bidet sketch. I saw one in an apartment when I was in Venezuela a few years back. I didn't know what it was. Originally, I thought it was a urinal. Hey, I don't know. So I asked, and I was informed of what it was. It seems they were popular in the middle to upper income homes in Venezuela. A guy told me that they were popular in Europe and Venezuela, and it gets a fair amount of influence from Europe. The other thing that really struck me down there was how they ended their conversations on the phone with Chow. I don't know how the hell that got to it, but they got to that part uh, as well. So that's a thread. And then this is a review of the sketch. The sketch, Bidet. Uh, this sketch is very one note, and I could see half the lines coming from a mile away, but there were a few laughs, mostly due to Zach's unique delivery. This probably would have bombed badly if most normal hosts had played the role. Um, 
Kristen Wiig seemed to be playing the same character that she's played as Penelope. A couple of times during the sketch, she's kept tugging down around her hair in a similar way that Penelope does in her sketches, which is actually true. The mannerisms were a little bit familiar to Penelope. The ending was odd. Why do they keep doing sketches that close with the same exterior shot of the building um, that it starts with? Uh, my biggest laughs in the sketch came from Andy as the straight man. Something about his deadpan facial reactions kept me amused throughout. So, uh, so it goes on and on about that. Um, and so, so, so people were doing critical analysis of the sketch online. Meanwhile, sales for bidets skyrocketed, and it trended like wild. So in 2010 in March, you can uh, actually trace back to this sketch on SNL to the skyrocketing sales of bidets. And in 2018, you can actually trace it right back to Michael Che doing his bit on update to trending, uh, to trending bidets and Tushy, Toto, Cascade, Bio Bidet, Lux, all going through the roof sales-wise. So Saturday Night Live has a huge cultural impact, which is something we talk about on this podcast all the time, even if it means it's just about selling bidets. So... No matter what you do on SNL, you're going to reach somebody. Now, these are the only two times they've ever done bidet stuff, or at least bidet-centric sketches, and I hope they do more of them. So anyway, uh, this uh, episode has been titled Toilet Humor Part 1, The Bidet, but this is only Part 1 because, as I mentioned, there are a ton of other toilet commercials, a ton of other toilet humor-related things, um, and I'm definitely going to dive back into that world of lowbrow toilet humor and the best of in a future episode of SNL. So thanks for listening. Uh, and again, if you want to check this uh, full episode out, the Zach Galifianakis episode is episode um, uh, 16 from season 35 with Vampire Weekend. Check it out there and, uh, and get yourself a bidet if you don't have one because they're quite lovely. <laughs> All right. My thanks to you for listening. Uh, and if you would like to be a part of these, uh, the podcast, please leave a voicemail and let us know what you would like and uh, any, uh, any other things that you would like. It's 773-417-6948. You can email me, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. That'll get to me at this podcast and at my other podcast. And always check out radiomisfits.com for all the great podcasts that you can get. My thanks to Jason Skaggs. Ed at Radio Misfits, my main man, and I thank you for checking it out. Please rate, review us, spread the word, like, tell your friends. And if you're a Saturday Night Live fan, thanks for checking us out and give us some feedback, and we thank you for listening. We'll be back again with a new episode next Wednesday right here at Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Nick DiGilio. This has been Episode 12, Toilet Humor Part 1, The Bidet. That show hasn't been funny in years, and that's no podcast. Thanks. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow. <laughs>